I didn't want to just, you know, just start a business just to say, hey, I'm starting a business, but more so of what what can I do or what can I take from what I already know, of what I already love doing, which, you know, like helping people. What can I do with that and make a business out of it? Hey, Mama, what do you think of when you hear the word success, fame, status and fortune? What about rocking your baby to sleep or coaching Little League? advocating for your special needs child, or mastering meal planning, maybe going back to school or starting your own business. The truth is success looks different for us all, and it may change depending on the season of life you're in. After finding myself in a dark place, I decided to set an example for my two boys by intentionally choosing what I wanted for my life and seeking it, even if it was scary. And now I'm so excited to bring you stories of other moms who are living out their version of success. I plan to ask these incredible women not only about their journeys, but how they are making it through the madness and the magic that we all know as motherhood. So, whether your assistant just brought you a hot espresso or you're rocking your baby on a third cup of reheated coffee, settle in and get ready for some goodness. I'm Shannon Carruthers, and this is the Successful Mama Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of the Successful Mama podcast. I am your host, Shannon Carruthers. And I just want to remind you guys, like, I think it is so important to share your story. I think that stories give us so much insight into the lives of others, but they connect us with one another. And we're able to truly learn from each other, even if our stories look very differently. And so I have a wonderful guest today. I can't wait for you to hear her story. Jamise Willis, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. Yes. Um, Jamise is an, a licensed esthetician and a mama of two, and she has just got a really good story. So Jamise, if you want to get started and just tell us a little bit of who you are. So like she said, um, my name is Jamise Willis. Um, I am a licensed esthetician here in Huntsville. Um, I do have two boys and... I covered all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, I covered all the highlights, you know. Um, so Jamise, if, if you want to, let's just walk back and start kind of at the beginning and tell us a little bit more about childhood or what that was like for you. Um, so I'm actually um, not from Huntsville. I'm from Chicago originally, grew up in the south suburbs of Chicago. Um, growing up, I was pretty much in a single, you know, my mom, single mom household. Um, of course, my father was there. But majority of the time, like I said, single mom kind of growing up. I wouldn't say where, you know, kind of growing up. It was, I guess then, back then, it was much different kind of growing up. But um, wouldn't say, like, my mom, of course, did everything that she could for us. Um, But just going through that struggle and going through, you know, some of the things that we went through then kind of just developed me into the woman that I am today, Um, kind of helped me in just different circumstances that I experience now and how to get through them Um, from there. You know, kind of getting into school. Um, eventually, my mom ended up moving here to Huntsville. I stayed back with my dad. I am the only child with my dad. So decided to stay there. When I got into high school, I ended up, you know, getting pregnant, having a baby. Um, you know, my dad had always kind of 
raised me to kind of basically saying that if that situation ever happened, you know, okay, like this is your responsibility, of course, but not saying that they were never, you know, support me. But I just, just always having that in my mind, I knew like I would always do what I had to do to kind of take care of, you know, my son. And so um, stayed in school, stayed on track, um, was already, you know, taking honors classes, had been taking um, honors math since elementary school. So that helped, of course. Um, I was a junior in high school when I had him. So I graduated basically the end of my junior year, beginning of senior year ish. Um, and yeah, like I said, I feel like that kind of all just those situations just developed me into becoming the one that I am. Yeah. Do you, thinking about being pregnant in high school and like having a baby and then trying to go through, you know, continue doing your school and like living your teenage years. Do you feel like looking back now, is there anything you would tell yourself? Like you wish somebody would have told you at that age or it's a hard question. (laughs) Um, well, no, actually I just feel like I, if I would have had more support, of what I really wanted out of life that I feel like I kind of would have been better off kind of if that makes sense I know that's kind of hard to say say. what do you mean if you would have had more support so um then I knew like about I know we'll get more into it but about like my business starting my business of what route I wanted to go with my business and I just feel like if I had the right resources and the right support or even um, because I do have medical background as well um, just having the support to get further ahead then um, you think things would have looked differently if you would have had that then versus the way that but also I heard you say just a minute ago that you feel like the challenges in your childhood helped you become the person that you are so Do you think that maybe if you had the kind of support that you're talking about, although you would have been developed in those ways, Mm -hmm. you might not have become the kind of business owner that you are? Um, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think even though, like I said, with the challenges that I had and still having the support, just the support just would have help more yeah okay and when I say support it's not like financial support or anything like that just more so of having someone cheering you on okay like more emotional support wise and like I said when I when I had my son I kind of you know I was doing it on my own right so I was you know not only finishing school trying to focus on still staying on track of graduating early. I'm taking care of a baby um, pretty much by myself. So it just would have been nice to still have that emotional support while going through that. That makes sense for sure. Yeah. And I didn't pick up on that, that you meant emotional. I mean, obviously support is support, Mm -hmm. but like, I, I think that it's really easy for us to, I don't know, to compare ourselves to others and where they are in their journey. And like, that's something that I feel like is a common thing with us. But 
we forget about what that support system looks like for other people and what it looks like for ourselves. And we have to take that into account, you know, when we figure out, well, this is where I'm at. I feel like I could have been here if my support system would have looked differently. But like I said, I think from just from the time that I've gotten to know you so far, I feel like one of the things that I've noticed is I feel like I've seen in you that you are a worker, that you are resilient, that you're going to figure it out. And um, so let's let's get into a little bit more of your starting your business and what that looked like. So starting my business was much different than what it is now. Well, not completely different, but I say much different than now. Um, When I first thought of my business, it was, of course, just an idea, something like, oh, okay, let me start a business type thing. Um, But of course, just being the person that I am, I didn't want to, I can't think of the word, but I didn't want to just jump into something that didn't serve a purpose. I didn't want to just, you know, just start a business just to say, hey, I'm starting a business, but more so of what what can I do or what can I take from what I already know of what I already love doing, which, you know, like helping people. What can I do with that and make a business out of it? So when I first actually thought of my business, um, I wanted to do clothing and cosmetics was the original kind of route yeah. of the business. And um When it came to the cosmetics, I just then and this was in 2015 ish. So just kind of niching down even on the cosmetics. Then I know a lot of people talk about niching down Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. And I feel like it wasn't really a huge thing back then. But um, I knew then that I wanted to have, you know, natural products, natural um, or makeup products that had natural ingredients and I even took it a step farther of just saying like well just to ensure that it's natural let's let's go the vegan route so that kind of started off with seeking you know um creators uh whether that's chemists or people that do you know kind of make products in bulk then I'm trying to even see like who I can reach out to to create it and once I couldn't find what I was looking for I kind of just started the process of making them, making the products myself. So you um, were, how old were you at this time-ish? This was in high school, right? Mm-hmm. So and you reached out to chemists and like, mm-hmm. what what led you to do that? Like, I don't know that there's a lot of high schoolers that I'm aware of that would just be like, oh, I think I'm going to start this cosmetics line and I'm going to reach out to chemists to figure out the best way to do that. <laughs> what led you to do that? Um... Well, so my my son's grandmother um, at the time is kind of where I got the whole entrepreneur idea from. Don't you know, I don't have that many entrepreneurs in my family. I have some, but none that kind of voiced their entrepreneurship with me. Um, so just seeing her and how she worked, that kind of just gave me the idea of, OK, well, maybe, you know, if this is something, if I find something I really want to do, I could, you know, start entrepreneurship for myself. And really just the chemist just came from, like I said, just 
starting on Etsy, looking for people that made products in bulk and just taking it a step further of like, okay, well, if I'm not finding it here, what, where else can I look? And it just pretty much just led to searching for a chemist. That's so cool. I love that. I think that, well, and I think that says something about you, that you're willing to step outside of the the comfortable things and like the ordinary expectations, like not just, oh, I'm going to do whatever comes my way, but like, oh, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to, I'm going to find a chemist today. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so you're reaching out to people. They don't have what it is you're looking for. Then what happens next? Um, then after that, I just started to make the products on my own. Um, so just looking up ingredients, doing my research, kind of taking notes type thing. And, um, I really pushed, started pushing, making the product once I, um, started using Carmex actually. So I don't know if you've ever used Carmex before. Oh, yeah, I used to use Carmex all the time. <laughs> but it's 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 really addicting. Yes. Like once you start using it and you're consistently using it, you have to have a tube or, you know, of Carmex somewhere nearby at all times. Oh, you've got to have multiples. You got one in your purse, one, one in, in the bathroom, one, one in, in the, the bedroom, car. one in the yep. car. Yeah, they're yep. everywhere. But and not in the Alabama car. You can't leave it in there because okay. it'll melt. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So I started um, using the Carmex and I actually had went to Mexico on a vacation. And um, when I came back, my lips were just completely fried. Not saying that, you know, there was a fault to the Carmex, but it's not meant for everyday wear. So Carmex is meant for if you're having like a fever blister or a cold sore, something like that. It's some, it's medicated to help with those reasons. And then you're supposed to stop use. So that's why it kind of gets addicted to keep using it. Interesting. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And so once that happened, I'm like, okay, now my lips are fried and (laughs) I still need something to use. And, when I say I tried every lip gloss, everything, every chapstick, nothing gave me that feeling of Carmex. So I'm like, I got to find something or make something that resembles this Carmex feeling or something that moisturizes and nurtures my lips enough to where I don't have to go back to using Carmex. And so that's what I did. I just I started looking up different recipes, looking up different ingredients, Um started making the products in my my best friend's kitchen actually um ordering ingredients off Amazon and I just pretty much just kept working at it until I found the formula that and, I wanted. And during this time you have a newborn baby or were you pregnant or where were you at in So I had already had him at this point. Okay. So he was born in 2013. Oh okay, okay. Um so he was about Two, three. Gotcha. Then. Yes. And so you have a toddler then. Toddler, yes. And you're, oh, <laughs> man, that's awesome. So um, I think that is, I, I love to hear stories of moms who are like killing it while their babies are little. Because that, that stage where they're tiny is so, so hard, right? Was it not hard for you? You're, you're like shaking your head like, my, I don't know. <laughs> so my first, honestly, my first baby was super easy. Okay. <laughs> it was, you it got was one easy. of those. Yes. No, th- those exist. I hear that sometimes and I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, mine was not, my first was not too bad, but I think it's once you hit the second one. that's. Oh, a, yeah, the second one. Is, 
Yeah. Mm. I call it the second child syndrome is definitely real. Oh, it's real. Absolutely. But the first one, he... He he was a good baby, super smart. He started doing everything early. So going through that process and and him, you know, it wasn't too hard, I, I would say. Um, we made it work. Okay. Yeah. And what did what did support look like during that time frame with him? Like, was he in daycare? Were you home with him? Were you what what were things like around, you know, his his child care? Um, so he did start off in daycare. Um, I had him in daycare for a while. Um, in the beginning when I was finishing school, um, in the beginning, his grandmother did help me a lot and, and his, his father's mom helped me. So my mom was here, of course. Right. Um, so she helped me a lot in the beginning. We kind of, you know, helped each other. And um, once I decided to kind of doing all of this, but also, well, no, that was before. So before I started getting into making the products and everything, um, I pursued CNA. That's when I got my CNA license. So all this kind of was like happening. So you're still doing all the things and have, that's why I was curious about yes. his child care. Because, I mean, it's one thing to, you know to have an easy, easy baby and like you to be doing all the things at home. And that's a challenge on its own, but then to be pursuing other things. And, um, I, I just imagine that there was some outside support there. Yes. With him. Yes. So yes. So some support here and there. Yes. Um, of course my father was, you know, I was living with my father at the time. So my father, his grandmother, um, and then, you know, daycare, would be the main sources I had at the time. Um, then for a little while, he came here. He stayed with my mom um, while I was finishing my CNA. And yeah, yeah came okay. back. Cool. And- so then at that point, you've you've developed this incredible formula, which I will say, is this the same formula that you're still using yes. now? Okay, yes. so I will say I have some on my lips <laughs> and um it's it's really great like i really do like it a lot thank so you. i think you did a great job thank you yeah i got mm. pose for the camera <laughs> <laughs> all right so so walk me through what happens next from there hmm. so from there um well let's see you got your cna you said mm-hmm. and so are you working using that? Are you, is this a side business or is this a full-time business? What? So I actually, once I was developing the the formula for the lip gloss and everything, I hadn't really pushed the business or the idea until I moved here. Okay. So I kind of held on to why do you the think, formula. And why the, do you think you held on? Was it? Well, just because I felt like I had just so much already going on, I didn't really know the process of starting a business. And um, and I'm going to get it. I'll, I'll go back to that. But here I just felt like um, I just, I guess, started developing that. Just do it. Like, just see what the outcome was. Then it was just like, well, I got this going on and that going on. Pretty much kind of putting it off. Okay. And not. More so of having that attitude to just jump out there at that time with that of something new. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I held on to it until I 
got here until I moved here. Um, but after I got my CNA, um, I was working. I was actually working. I was still in school and still taking care of a toddler. So (laughs) that kind of that situation actually led me to moving here with my mom. My sisters were also here at the time. Um, So that led me to come to Alabama to have, you know, more help um, with him. And how old is he when you when you make the move here? Six. Okay. Six, I think. Yeah, he was six when I officially moved here. Gotcha. I came here for a while, moved back. But officially when I moved here, he was six. Okay. Um, I know it's kind of like all over the place. No, you're fine. <laughs> I understand. I mean, I think that our stories are a little bit, you know, yes, here and there. Yeah. And But I, I think that, like I said at the beginning, I think it's really important. And you never know what your story is preparing you for. And right. who you're going to meet that needs to hear that part of your story. You right. know, there are going to be moms that connect with that all over the place aspect. And there are going to be moms that connect with your, you know, entrepreneurship and that side of your story. So I just, I think it's great. So let's keep going. Okay. So you've moved to Huntsville. Yes. At this point, you're ready to jump into your business. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm holding on. So when I moved here, um, of course, it was a change for me. So just getting back into the work field and everything after leaving, of course, Chicago and the, the job I had there. Um, I came here, started working, of course, back into the CNA field, um, ended up working at the hospital, was there for a year, um, worked on the peds floor, which I absolutely loved. Um, and while working there, Um, someone told me about, uh, kind of what I told, when I told them about my idea or, you know, explaining about my business and everything, they told me about becoming an esthetician. So before then I hadn't even known what an esthetician was. And And, so I'm like, what is an esthetician for those that are not familiar? So an esthetician is a skincare professional, um, of course you go, you get licensed and you can pretty much like. With aesthetics, there's so many things that you can do in that field, waxing, facials, lashes, um, brows, uh, semi-brows, like microblading, um, body sculpting. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So products. So you find out about this and you're like, wow, that sounds amazing. Yes. But it also aligned with what. I was trying to do with the whole product line right. because if you know with being an esthetician and and of course you know our main thing is focused on the skin and I'm trying to create products then yeah I want to go to school to learn about the skin because I need to know what I'm doing I need to know what ingredients to put in these products I need to know you know what works and what doesn't work or you know what additives or whatever I need to you know to do to build this line so I'm like okay well that works perfectly I learn about the skin I learn about you know ingredients what to look for how much to put in the products and found a school started going to school and you say that like it's just so just I just found a school started going to school no what (laughs) what what were the challenges during that time frame what did that look like um, so 
I guess the challenges when I first started looking for aesthetic school um, with just was me not being from here. So I didn't know exactly what was here from in Chicago. We have a school called um, John Amico, which is a cosmetology school, but they offer like they kind of teach you some aesthetics while going through the cosmetology program. Um, There isn't one here. So that's just pretty much all I knew from being home. So um, that was definitely a challenge. Um, I ended up finding out about um, the Aveda Institute. Um, So they offer aesthetics, but it's one in Birmingham and it's one in Nashville. Okay. And if you're not in this area, those are about hour and a half, two hours away, depending on where you're at in this area. So yes, it's a little drive. So that'd be a lot to do. Yes. And so I'm like, well, how can I do this? How can I work this 12 hour shift (laughs) three days a week at the hospital and go, you know, go back and forth. And so I was actually determined, like I had told my mom, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to drive two hours, yada, 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 you know? Oh my goodness. And so you're, are you at home? Are you with your mom? Is that where you're staying or have you? Um, no, I was, I actually had a place at this point. Because okay. yes. I feel like you said at one point that you were staying with your mom and then you found an apartment or like, I feel like we had that. I don't know. Yes. So, well, when I first moved here, I was staying with my sister. Your sister. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So staying with my sister. And then after working at starting at the hospital, we ended up getting a. Gotcha. Apartment. You found your apartment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you've got a little man. Yes. Where's he in the process? Because like working, schooling, how is how is that with you trying to like make time for him and, you know, make sure that you're being mom and also doing all like that's that's got to be so hard it was it was hard it was a lot um I mean going into detail with that it's just you know I was I've always been just the helpful one like I've never it's like someone can do something to me and I'll still be like okay well how can I help how can I help Mm -hmm. and so like I said in the beginning of feeling like I didn't have really like as much as as much support that I feel like I needed or could have had, I feel like I gave that support to everybody else. Um, And so basically they were there, you know, my son was kind of, you know, in school and it just wasn't as much support from them that I got. The, yeah. Or that I gave yeah. for them. Um, so that's pretty much like he was just kind of hanging out. Um, I would be there for him when I needed to be there. I worked overnight at the hospital, so I was able to um, get off work. I think we were doing, I think the shifts were six to six, if not six to six, seven to seven, but I'm almost sure it was six to six. Yeah. So getting off at six and making it back home to get him ready for school and taking him to school and picking him up at the end of the day and whether that was the night that I had to work um, I would take him to my sister or my mom and get to work gotcha so so working at night it has its challenges but it sounds like it was helpful for you in the scheduling like Mm -hmm. being able to sleep while he was at school Mm -hmm. and then you know do the things you needed to do yes yeah yes it, it was for the beginning. Um, 
during that time, I also started helping out. Like I said, um, I'm always the one helping out. Mm-hmm. I started helping my older sister, actually. So she's active duty military, um, and she had deployed during all uh, of this. Yeah. So we were helping her with her kids while she was deployed, and she had twins. <laughs> so when I got off work, I would, you know, get get the kids who were school age to school, um, you know, us working together to do that. And then the twins I would keep because everybody worked during the day. So I would literally. And so I'm, I'm shaking my head going, OK, my, my gears are turning. When when do you sleep in all of that? <laughs> so another important part that I left out. I, I actually was pregnant. What? Two during this. Time. What? <laughs> Yes, yeah, so okay, y'all, I ended up getting y'all pregnant during this time. Jamise is apparently like a, a superhero <laughs> with magic powers of some kind. Because when I was pregnant, I was like, "Y'all bring me everything." Like, I can hard no, I didn't. I I could do some things, but yeah. like, I really. I didn't. mean, pregnancy is delicate. Though. Oh, I was delicate during pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're pregnant yes. during this time frame. Yes. Okay. I was pregnant, um, working 12-hour shifts at the hospital, keeping the twins, and I was in school. So this all led up starting at the hospital, like I said, um, finding out about aesthetics, starting school. Um, We didn't talk about the school. So I knew that those two schools were at that distance. Right. But... And I was determined, like I was going to go to the Veda Institute, but I ended up finding out about Drake. So it it just popped up and I was like, well, that's perfect because now I don't have to travel. I can still, you know, do what I need to do. And even though I was going to make that sacrifice to go that far, it so just how, happened. How far was your drive for people that are not familiar to Drake? Um, Drake was maybe... 10 minutes from my oh, house. Oh, so super close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't far. It wasn't far. Um, during that time, the, like I said, the biggest struggle was sleep, like mm-hmm. you mentioned. Yeah. Um, because working that 12-hour shift, getting off, the days that I you know, went to school, I went to school. The days that I kept the twins, I kept the twins. So it was definitely like finding time to sleep. Um, and, you know, all of that, I stayed in school, um, but a lot of that of going through the non-sleep and the stress of being pregnant and being in school and keeping the twins and doing, you know, having to turn in work and all that um, actually led up to me losing my job. Oh, no. So um, the my job was my start of being by myself or being able to, you know, provide shelter for my son right. on my own. Um, and so it kind of felt like everything had crashed that I had developed the whole reason that I moved here. And it kind of put me in a depressive state then. Um, but I didn't give up. I kept going. Um, I stayed in school. I had the baby. Um, my teachers, you know, worked with me. They were amazing. Um, 
with working with me when I had the baby to finish my work and everything. And um, once I graduated, I graduated, I had the baby and I was off for a while, of course, since I had got laid off. And a lot of that support during that time came from my boyfriend now, which is his father. Um, and yeah, just being off, um, I was able to, you know, continue to work on that, those products. Well, yeah, work on products or working on the business of how I was going to get the business out there. Um, and having that downtime and realizing like I have two kids now going back to work is like, and just knowing the type of support system that I had, um, of course, you know, he was there, but he's a car salesman. So those hours are crazy. Yeah. And um, I felt like going back to work wasn't wasn't going to be easy. It made me nervous, but I was willing, of course, to do what I needed to do to take care to continue to take care of the kids. But one day he just kind of just said, you know, why don't you why don't you jump into starting your business? Why don't you, you know, you've, you've went to school, you've got your, you know, you're almost done getting your degree or whatever. You apply for your license. Why don't you start find a place and kind of jump out there? And I was super nervous because I'm like, I know nothing about running a business. I'm still learning. I'm reading. I'm, you know, watching other people, you know, watching YouTube videos, trying to, you know, just grow my knowledge in the field or, you know, on business pretty much. And he was like, just jump out there. Don't be scared. You know, you have to kind of go through things and you just build. You just build off that. That helps you grow. And so... I started looking for a suite and I found a suite, which I mean, it wasn't really hard once I did it with that part, I found a suite and I kind of just started. Just started. Mm -hmm. I love that because I think, I mean, that's that's so similar for my story because I held on to this thing for so long mm -hmm. because I didn't know all the things. I didn't know all the details. And then it ended up having I ended up having to say you know what I don't know it all I'm just gonna have to figure it out and just had to jump in and that's exactly mm -hmm. the words that I use it's like I just had to jump mm -hmm. and so do you think that you would have started your business ever if you hadn't had that push or you would have held on to it I feel like I've, I would have started um I just feel like I would have went about it a different route Okay. And so I feel like if um, I would have, so once I finished school, I kind of, like I said, jumped into my business, jumped into my business um, on my own. And what I mean by that is I started as a solo esthetician. Okay. So you hear a lot of people, they finish school, they find a salon, they're working in a salon or they're working with a company and then they kind of branch off. Right. But for me, um, at the time, it 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 didn't work for my family needs. Um, but 
I felt like that's what I had to do because it was almost like a comfort zone, if that makes sense of being an employee and not a biz like running a whole business. Um, so if I didn't have that push, I feel like I would have went the employee route and started working either for someone or under someone first before I decided to branch off. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. I think that push from others can be really helpful to get us moving and get us, you know, yes. doing the things that are uncomfortable. Yes. So, um, okay. So now let's, let's, uh, hit on your business, tell everybody what it is, where they can find you, all those kinds of things. So, um, my business is Muffin and Co. Aesthetics. Um, I actually have the business, which is services. So I offer corrective skincare treatments and full body waxing. Um, what that looks like is I help people with just different skin concerns, acne, oily skin, dry skin, aging skin. My whole purpose of um, that, that I, you know, of grew into kind of like my niche is I want people to feel comfortable in their skin. Um, so going through, you know, learning about the business and growing my business, I just noticed that, um, and not for all, um, but a lot of people or some people kind of resort to wearing makeup or feeling like they have to wear makeup or feel like they have to look like what this person looks like on TV or on social media. And the reality is to just, you know, you don't, you don't have to look like the next person or you don't have to always, you know, wear makeup. It's okay to just be you yeah, to be yourself in your skin In your skin. And so, um, that's really like my focus. Like it's okay to kind of enhance your beauty at times. Or if you decide, okay, today I'm going to wear makeup. That's absolutely fine. But when that makeup is not there or when that filter is not there, you should still feel comfortable in love what you see when you look in the mirror with nothing. So what, what words of wisdom would you give for somebody who is not feeling that way, who doesn't feel good when they look in the mirror? That's a hard answer because I know that sometimes things are that someone can tell you the right thing, but it's more so of a mental thing Mm -hmm. that you have to fix. Um, So someone who, you know, like you said, in that situation, I kind of try to go back and I'll help them mentally of why, why, why do you feel that way? So not telling them, not more so giving them words of, oh, you're wrong. You're beautiful. Like not dismissing their feelings, but more so trying to help them fix why they feel that way mm-hmm. does it oh yeah it's sense? it's a mindset thing yes. it's a going back to figuring out why you feel the way you do yeah right. i see that for sure and so with that i feel like there's more success in you know of course along with the 
skincare. Um, there's more success in growing their confidence in who they are compared to just constantly just telling them, oh, no, you're wrong. You're beautiful. Like, okay, but you say that, but this is the way that I feel. Right. So just more so fixing that feeling Mm -hmm. and like you said, that mindset compared to just giving them words of encouragement. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's get back to a little bit more on your business. So you're doing the skincare, all of that stuff that you just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have, or I'm sorry, you're doing all of the services and then you also have the skincare and, and that line, right? So yes. Talk a little bit more about that. Um, so like we mentioned, or like I mentioned earlier of starting the whole skincare line, um, becoming an esthetician, of course, helped with formulations and ingredients and things like that. Um, and so... After starting the services, I realized like, well, there's products that I have to use during the service and there's products that I need to recommend to my clients after their service. And so um, going back, like I said, I wanted natural products, vegan products from the beginning Um, and after going to school. You know, just finding finding out like, yeah, of course, that's an option. Like you can have natural um, or products with natural ingredients. And so once I finished school, of course, I knew that that was the route that I wanted to take. Um, So just started continuing with the formulations. Um, The lip gloss was was pretty much done then. So had the formulation for the lip gloss and I knew um, starting the business that of course, I had to have um, my basics, pretty much cleansers, toners, moisturizers type. And of course, there's not one product that fits all. So there's not one product that you can use for everybody that's going to work for everybody. Right. So I had to find products that worked for people with aging skin, people with acne prone skin, people with oily skin. And um, I actually... Since I had started doing my research, I knew the chemist that I was going to use for those products. Um, and so that's pretty much how the the products came about. I was using them for the facials and for the services. And because I needed them to go home with products, um, I offer the same products that I would use during your service to use at home. Okay. So you use the serve or you use the products during the service. You offer them for sale additionally to your clients to then continue using at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so where can they find you, your website, go ahead and tell them your Instagram, all of that stuff. And we'll just so you know, we'll link all of this in the show notes at successfulmamapodcast.com. Yes, so I'm located um, right now South Parkway-ish. Um, I'm right past the Drake exit before you get to airport to and the right. In Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville, yeah. yes. Um, so the address is 3322 um, Memorial Parkway Southwest, and I'm in Suite 219. Um, and then my website is um, www.muffinandco.shop. Okay. And yeah. And then links to everything else are, are there, your Facebook and that kind of stuff? Or do you, are you active on there at all? Yes. So Facebook, we're on Facebook, Instagram. Um, those are 
pretty much the main social media um, places. And that is Muff and Co. I mean, Muff and Co. Aesthetics. Okay. Yeah. So they're the same across. Gotcha. All right. So um, you guys go see Jamise. She's I, I hear I have not been to see her yet, but I hear good things from the people that I've talked to so far. So go see Jamise. Get some of her lip gloss. It's so good. Um, and with that, I want to move into the big question of the podcast that I ask all of our guests, which is what does success mean to you? Hmm. So success to me means that um, it's a lot related to kind of freedom. Um, so definitely, of course, having a life, you know, can't really, of course, say prepare because things happen, but just set for my boys to live a good life, to have a good life, um, to not have to experience some of the struggles or things that I've, you know, have experienced in my life. Um, and just pretty much being able to provide for them and provide for myself and, being able to reach my goals that I have and allow them to reach theirs. Yeah. So good. I love it. Okay. Well, I have one more quick thing, which I do with all my guests and that is um, rapid fire questions. I have not prepared you for these. Um, so tell me, Jamise, what they're really easy. Don't worry. Uh, what is your coffee order? Oh, from Dunkin' or Starbucks. Oh, we got to have... <laughs> I don't know. Where, where's your favorite? Uh, I probably go to Dunkin' the most. Okay. Um, so from Dunkin', I get a medium hot coffee with, it depends on what their seasonal flavor is. Um, but my go-to would probably be French vanilla, extra French vanilla swirl, no sugar. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Uh, next question. Number two, on, on a scale of one to 10, how clean does your house stay on average? With three boys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait a minute. You said two boys earlier. My bonus. Your bonus. Your bonus sentence is okay. I mm -hmm. forgot about him. Okay. Mm -hmm. So three boys. Yes. Even with two. Um, One okay. For how long? Uh, just on average, just like from day to day. I'll say a four. Okay, that's a four is good. I mean, shoot, I'm, there's no judgment. I think that is like I think that's great. Um, number three, a book or show you've recently loved. Um. A show charmed. Okay. And last question. What is the most random item you have in your purse? Mm, probably Teddy Grahams. Loose Teddy Grahams. <laughs> <laughs> From the bag that was opened and set in your purse. Is that? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, when you're a mom and you have toddlers, your purse is like the purse in the diaper bag. Oh, so it's, it's all the things. Yes. We can all relate to that for sure. Yes. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming. We truly, I loved your story. I know our listeners are going to love your story. 
Um, and it's it's been a fun one. So thank you. Yes, thank you. You guys have a wonderful week and we will see you next time on the Successful Mama podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Successful Mama podcast. For more information, head on over to SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com where you can find show notes and all of the links mentioned in today's episode. Tap that share button and remember to tag at Successful Mama Podcast. And make sure to go leave a review. It really does help. A special thanks to Will Carruthers. Until next time, remember Mama, success looks more than one way and it's up to you to define it.